All right, Brandon, another one. Another one. That's it. All right. Uh, what is this? Episode four? I think it's our actual fourth. Yeah, fourth fourth episode. Recording, yeah. Fourth episode. Yep. And uh, what's today's topic going to be on? Is hold on. Is it fourth? <laughs> I think. I think it's. I think it. It doesn't matter. I think it's the fourth. No, it's not. Is it the fifth? We have our third. We had our third. So yeah, it's our fourth. Because <laughs> the way you have it on YouTube is episode zero. Yeah. One, one two, two, three. three. That's four. Yeah. So this so would this be our, our fifth, fifth fifth recording. Episode zero doesn't count though. Doesn't? No. It's episode zero. It's like the pilot. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. But anyways, what's uh what's today's topic on? We're gonna be talking about our CCWs. Conceal carry. Yep. Yep. For those of you who don't uh know, um CCW for the sake of this video is gonna be uh we're gonna be talking about it as our concealed carry weapons permit and also our concealed carry weapon so our ccw you know yeah. we kind of use them interchangeably it's just one of those things that's kind of funky but hey that's what's gonna go on uh so brandon and i both have our concealed carry weapons permits and we both carry frequently um for those of you who live in different states it might not seem like a big deal but in california specifically southern california it is incredibly difficult to get your ccw is that correct? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, absolutely. In in our county, it's there was a waiting period of about like two years was like the maximum. It was like you'd put in your application and then you would have your interview appointment scheduled for two years later. Yeah, two years later. I actually have friends right now that are on the on the list and they're like fourteen months in. And, Gosh, and it's like dude. And it's like next month they go for their interview. That is nuts. You know, well, it just goes to show you like, hey, it might be just throw your name in now because you never mm -hmm. know when something's going to pop up and yeah. you can you can toss in. Well, you know, also in our particular county, our uh, sheriff prior to newly elected Chad Bianco, uh, Stan Sniff, he, he was a Second Amendment advocate, mm -hmm. you know, and they both are. I, I believe Chad Bianco is more so. Um, in favor of issuing CCWs, and that was primarily why I voted for him over over Sniff. Um, even though Sniff, he issued me mine. Mm -hmm. You know, he issued you yours as well. It's just I th I want to say I heard it, and that he was more uh, like liberal with giving them out. Yeah. Like, Let's get as many of them out there as possible because exactly. I believe people should be able to. Yeah. It was like if you had all the check boxes checked, you're getting it. it yeah. Like he wanted to kind of streamline it and do everything he could to make sure that if you are a law-abiding citizen and there's nothing prohibiting you from being a concealed carry weapons permit holder, then you should get yours. Absolutely. Um, California, well, our county is a may issue state it's not a shall or may issue county, county it's not a yeah. not a shall issue uh there is a difference between those but we're not lawyers so we're not going to tell you the exact definition but for the main differences between the shall issue and a may issue is in some places if you apply and every checkbox is checked they have to give it to you right so versus us where it's it's different it's different you can have every box checked and uh you you meet the criteria and if they don't think your reasoning is valid, they do not have to give it to you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so one of the big issues that, uh, when I talk to people about being a concealed carry weapons permit holder or disclosing that I'm a concealed carry weapons holder is why. Why do I think I need a gun on me at all times? I hear that question all the time. Yeah. And what, what do you reply? I tell them why not. Look them dead in the eyes and say, why not? Yeah. That's... You know, and they, they can never tell you like, like anyone that's ever approached me with that, that question has never had a valid reason of why I shouldn't have one on me at any given time. Yeah, you it's know? true. It's just like for, for me, it's the, the one thing that I always tell them is no one takes my safety more seriously than I do. And after that, there's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes right. sense. You know, it's funny because, uh, matter of fact, we went to the farmer's market this morning and I went into my safe and I grabbed my gun and my wife was like, why are you going to bring that with us? We're just going to the farmer's market. She's like, it's raining. Nobody's going to be there. I said, that's the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to leave out some, you know, 
some words that I used, but basically I had told her, you better hope that if something ever happens where it requires me to use my CCW, you're going to be so gl- so glad I have it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Better to have and not need than yeah, need absolutely. It, and I don't know. It, it doesn't make her uncomfortable. She, it's weird. It's, uh, it doesn't make her uncomfortable that I carry a firearm on me. It makes her like, there's certain things that we can't do when I am carrying a firearm. Like if we go to the movies and go to dinner and I have a firearm on me, I don't drink. Yep. You know, I refuse to drink, which ultimately might have a negative effect on the night because we're not able to go out and party and have a good time. So we go home early and we go to sleep. But at the same time, like to me, I feel like I I don't, if I got a firearm, I'm not going to risk that by drinking and I don't care to go out and party and do all this stuff all the time. So it's easier for me to justify carrying a gun to myself and I'm the only one I need to justify it to. And it's part of my lifestyle now that it doesn't, doesn't matter if if she's upset with it or not you know yeah and going on with restrictions it's there there are a ton of restrictions placed on us as as california concealed carry weapons absolutely and we're held to a higher standard i hate to say than anyone else Mm -hmm. Uh, for example if we are concealed carry like brandon and i since we have our ccws if we have any run-in with the law we have to report it we have to go to our our issuing officer and say hey uh, you know i was drinking and driving or I was speeding yeah. or mm-hmm. I got caught trespassing on, you know, private property, yeah, whatever, may, or, you know, with a fish and game agent or whatever law enforcement agency it might be, we have to go to Riverside County Sheriff's office and say, Hey, we, I messed up. And right. at that point they can, they can revoke our CCWs. Yeah. And, and I've heard they do revoke on specific instances like that. Yeah. I mean, you get caught trespassing, and that ties into hunting. Yeah. Like that's that's one of my big things. That's why I'm so careful. That's why I run Onyx maps all the time and I know exactly where I'm going. Because not only do I not want to get the ticket, but I don't want to lose my CCW. Yeah. And it's a it's a full blown possibility. If you get caught trespassing, so then you're gonna notify your you're gonna notify your issuing officer, right? Uh-huh. And then he's gonna say, Oh, when's your court date? And I'm just assuming this is how it's gonna happen. But he's like, when's your court date? Okay, this is the date. All right. Well, then at that point, it's up to him to say, we're revoking your CCW or we're going to allow you to keep it until you go to court. Yeah. You go to court, you're found guilty for trespassing if the circumstances are correct. Right. And now you, I want to say trespassing is a misdemeanor. Yeah. You know, it's an infraction. But if you're, if you're caught hunting while trespassing, that is a misdemeanor. Yeah. Right. So if you're out walking your dog and you get caught, that that's a, it's an infraction. It's not a misdemeanor. But Mm -hmm. if you're out hunting, Hunting while trespassing is a misdemeanor, which is a revocable, like that's a revocable uh, offense. Offense that would for sure you're gonna lose your CCW. You committed a misdemeanor. Yeah, you know it. And it might seem silly to a lot of you guys, but the way that Riverside County Sheriff's Department um, told us when we got when we were issued our CCWs was. Any run-in with the law shows a any negative run-in with the law shows a, a a misjudgment on your part, and they can't afford to be slapping, you know, their good name on your CCW if you're going to make bad choices, like even small bad choices, whether it's, you know, trespassing on you know private land when you're when you're hunting or speeding or right. driving while intoxicated or whatever it may be, whatever it is, they just they don't want to take the risk, so they're gonna. They they say it to us flat out. Um, of course, it's going to be different where you live, but you know it's just one of those things where, given mine and Brandon's situation, we have to tread carefully. Mm-hmm. And also in mine and Brandon's situation, like you have to have a good cause to apply for a CCW. You you can't just go in there as a you know a Mickey Mouse kind of guy and just right. go in there and say, oh, I want to carry a gun every day. Right. No, you have to have a reason. There has to be a valid reason for it. Yeah. And Brandon and I are both business owners, mm-hmm. um, and it would suck to like have to run our business without our firearms. Yeah, well, especially for me. Well, I mean, both of us. I deal in my business. If I do a job, it's primarily done in cash, and the amount of equipment I have in the back of my truck, 
could equal four or five thousand dollars. Yeah, just in equipment, and and I'm not working. I mean, I can work all hours of the day, all hours of the night in industrial areas, rural rural areas, um, inner city. So, you know, obviously, working in those types of environments and and working with cash in pocket on the way home or whatever, you know, it, it's the merchandise in the back of my truck that cost me thousands to acquire it. I just feel better about it knowing that I'm able to protect myself. You know, I mean the risk for getting carjacked if they know what you got on you is significantly higher than not. Yeah, exactly. Because all it takes is somebody who, who sees an opportunity. That's what happens is you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And somebody who wants to do harm sees an opportunity. Yeah. And for me, like I carry around a ton of video and audio equipment, like all of this stuff. Right. And then all my archery equipment, dude, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. And especially since I ride with, you know, my YouTube channel and everything, Pine ADV and no one's watching, like, dude, everybody knows what I have on my bike. And, you know, a, a firearm is my last ditch effort to save myself. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And Val, er, and uh, Brandon and I value human life. We're not carrying around guns to be cowboys nope. or anything like that. We're, if if anything were to happen, first instinct, what would you do? I, if I'm at, if I'm doing my business, yeah, or any situation where you where you have okay, your CCW. So I I've had this conversation a few times with um, numerous parties. Right. Uh, this is how I feel about it. No human life, good or bad. Right. Like uh, a, a mugger, whatever, you know, you're getting, you get jumped, whatever. Like I've always said, I would rather, to be completely frank, get get beat up than draw my weapon. Yeah. Right? Unless I knew dude had a bat, skin ready to hit me in the head, whatever, you know, that type of situation. But if I'm at work, you know, with my business, I would rather, and it kind of contradicts it from what I just said with all the equipment in the back and having cash on me, I would rather give everything away. Like essentially, here's the keys. Take my truck. Here's yep. all my cash I got on me. Get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. You know, go as soon as they leave. Call nine one one. You know, deal with it that way. Yeah. Then to actually have to draw a firearm and potentially take someone's life. To me, that's the, the most scariest thing I could even think about. Yeah. Like, I would hate that. Like, not only the civil suit that would come after that, right? I mean, you hear about it when you go through your training. You know, the civil suit that comes after you using your firearm can be detrimental to your family, to, to your relationships with everybody. You could lose everything. Right. But more so than that, I would hate, 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 hate to have to take someone's life. Yeah. You know, it's not like hunting, you know, and, and to me, I feel like I I would just dread it. And I, and I do dread it. And when I first got my permit, I was like, I don't even know how I want this thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember you telling me like, it was there was a huge battle between you getting your permit and not because mm-hmm. we we would run through scenarios in your garage and yep. it was tough man it was it was a tough thing to to go on but yeah. when it's when you're put into a situation where it's your life or somebody else's right. the the firearm is the great it's the great equalizer right. in terms of what choice is going to be made Absolutely. you know what I mean you know going back to like situations on what you would do and and when this would like when you would draw your weapon, I think to be completely honest, it would probably have to be if my wife was with me or a family member was with me and it was such a life-threatening situation that it would cause me to do so. I mean, I, I feel as if, and I hate to say it like this, but I mean, I've been in a lot of fights. Yeah. I've been in a lot of fights. Yeah, Brandon is a, uh, you're actually a trained fighter. Yeah. When I was in my younger days. Yeah, but still, that that instinct doesn't go away, Yeah, I mean, I I have no problem fighting, and I never would, right? It's just in me. It's who I am. Anyways, so that's why I have such a hard time thinking, like, when would I use this? Like, you see these videos on YouTube, like, dude gets pushed down, draws his weapon, and Yeah, he should, yeah. Mm -hmm. To me, I go, you just got pushed, dude. Doesn't matter if the dude's a D. Yeah. You know? I mean, he, the dude could come up and, you know punch you drop you whatever and and give me your wallet give him your wallet like uh-huh. to me i don't feel like that's a and this is just me and my personal experience i mean i've been kicked in the face man i've chipped teeth all kinds of stuff right i mean i've taken some shots to the head i know what it's like to be beat up like yeah it's to me 
I would rather get beat up than shoot somebody. Now, this is a different story. Three dudes come at me. Yep. Different story. Or somebody comes after your wife. Yeah. Someone comes after me, drops me. They grab my wife. Yeah. Total different story. You yeah. know, like they, they, it's all situational. But if it's just me mm-hmm. and one guy, yep. you know, I'm at the gas station pumping gas and he comes up, give me all your money. He's got his hands exposed. No, dude, I'm not even going to draw it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not even going to draw it. I, I mean, I would rather be assaulted by that person and fight back than draw my weapon and, you know, have to deal with the aftermath of that. Yeah. You know? Um, of, speaking about situations, like, of course, in this podcast, we can't go over every single situation, but we're just trying to give you, like, a mindset or a, kind of a picture of our mindset when it comes to what we think when we carry in, you know, the kind of situation. Of course, it's all hypothetical and there's a huge chance that probably a 99% chance Brandon and I will never have to use our firearms ever in terms of, you know, a, a self-defense situation. Yeah. But that 0.1% or that 1% is just like, oh, shoot, dude, I'd rather have it than not have it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the whole thing. That's like my whole argument with going to the going to the farmer's market this morning. Yeah. So Michelle, you, if we ever were in a situation where I needed it and we didn't have it, uh-huh. you would be wishing we had it. Oh gosh, yeah, dude. You know, and and that to me because I know I can legally carry. If something was to ever happen out in public, me and my wife were out to dinner or whatever, and I didn't have the means to protect me and her, and something was to happen to her, how am I going to live with myself? Yeah, exactly. How do I live with myself knowing that I could legally be carrying right now, mm-hmm. right? And my wife, something happened to her that I could have potentially changed the outcome. Yeah, exactly. You would just go through your head like, what the heck? I had the tools, I had the training, and I had the knowledge, and you yeah. had the capability to Absolutely. change the outcome of that situation. But once again, it's a hypothetical. It, well, it but, is. It's a hypothetical. But that's the stuff that, with the with being a permit holder, yeah. I have ran, to think I've ran that thing. You have to think about it. Yeah. And it, in like like we said earlier, when I got my permit, it was a big, it was like, I had to weigh the options. I was very uncomfortable at first. Not that I was uncomfortable with firearms. I've been shooting a long time. But legally, because up until I had my permit, I could tell you right now, I'd never carried a firearm on me outside of hunting. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I had never concealed carried a gun. I I mean, I'd open carried on my buddy's ranch when we're out dove hunting or whatever, you know? Like, that's not, that's not at the movie theater. That's not at dinner. That's not driving down the road. That's not driving from one county to another, going to see friends down in San Diego. This yeah. is, this is it was real at that point when I got my permit. And when I got my permit, it was very heavy. Yeah. I was you, you're very super uncom- conscious about it. Oh yeah. Like- I was very uncomfortable. I remember I put my gun in my safe when it was time. I got the call. Hey, come pick up your permit. I put my gun in it safe, right? A little car safe that I have that you can transport or whatever. Yeah. I put it in there and I drove up to Riverside. I went and I got my permit. I got my permit, went back, sat in my car, and at that moment, I was legally able to carry. Yep. And I didn't do it. Oh my gosh, dude! What? I didn't do it. <laughs> what? I was, it was, I was scared. Yeah. I mean, I, it was such a heavy thing. People think, oh, you know, whatever. You know, you got a permit, you can carry. Let that weigh on you. Now you got a firearm on you. It could kill you or mm-hmm. anyone Anybody around else you. Too. Yeah, you should be ready to rock and roll you at should. any time. That's the only reason you have a CCW. Yeah. Is for your protection, to protect yourself and your family and anyone else you feel so inclined to do so with. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. And I had a hard time with that. Yeah. I did. I had a real hard time with that. When I finally started carrying, I didn't keep one in the tube. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, like, look, Brandon, when have any of your firearms ever gone off? (laughs) Yeah. I don't care. Unless you hit the bang switch. It's not going to go off. No, no, you know manufactured firearm on the market in California that you're going to purchase legally is going to go off. Yeah, it won't. Well, California is one of those things where they have to pass numerous drop tests and whatever, and they have to be on a handgun or a certified list of handguns safe for sale or purchase in California. It's dumb. So, I mean, I'm putting that trust into California, and I'm putting that trust into my experience that I've never had any of my firearms go off. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. And, and that once I got over the fact that, you know, and it boiled down to, to just being comfortable. I mean, I shoot all the time. The more you shoot, the more you train, the more you, yeah. you, you know, the more comfortable you get. 
it's not an issue. So, you know, back to the heaviness of carrying a firearm, like when you actually sit back and you think like, you have a gun on you that, like you said, can kill yourself, kill anyone around you. It's a, it's a heavy thought to have. And that's why it weighed on me so much when I got my permit. Yeah. It was just. You'd be crazy for it to, for, for it to not weigh heavy on you. Yeah. Because it's, it's significant. It is it, huge. It's, it's, it's one of the most significant things going on at any given point. If you ever, like when you put that gun in your waistband or a pen, wherever, you know, the second you put that gun on you and you leave your house. You're bringing a gun to a, a fight. You're bringing a gun to a grocery store. You're bringing a gun to the, a restaurant. Yeah. To the mall, to the farmer's market. It's very significant. And, uh, yeah, it is significant. What did you think when you got your permit? Uh, well, let me give you, I, I used to work at the shop, so I used to carry a gun on me every day. As soon as I got into the shop doors, I slapped a gun on my, on my waistband. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it was either outside the waistband or inside the waistband. It kind of depended on the day. But since I was on private property, I was on a business owner's property and I had my COE and my, um, my FSC a certified instructor card like I could legally carry inside that shop so I did every day I right. put a gun on my in the holster slap it on my belt or toss it in the waistband and every single day but when I got the call for uh getting my permit like I brought my firearm in my car as well and as soon as I got my I picked up my card took the picture and put that card in my wallet I, I slapped a gun on Did me. Did it right yeah. away? Yeah. So you, you were comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, I was super comfortable with it. Like, dude, it was crazy to think about, and it was crazy to do because I was used to carrying a gun everywhere at work, but right. I wasn't at work. I was in a, I was in a parking lot. You yeah. know what I mean? I was driving. Mm-hmm. It was like, what is this about? Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't want to tell my, my girlfriend that I got it for a while because she's not super comfortable with guns to begin with, let alone me carrying it with her everywhere i'd be going with her you know what i mean and you know staying at her staying at her place and having a firearm that have to you know secure right and then you know also the fact that uh, i had to go over what would happen if i were to have to use my firearm i said hey you know the first thing i'm going to do is try to get you to safety and you know i have my first aid kit here this is what's going to happen you know how to use this firearm in particular even though you don't have a ton of training on it. Just know that if if something happens, the priority is making sure that you're safe. And then after that, getting my firearm secured and then administering aid. So, of course, you know, you have to you have to call 911 and everything like that. But that's also making sure that the scene is secure. Right. But it's crazy to me that. And I hate to like pause but it, it's crazy to me because we actually run those scenarios through our head yeah being a ccw holder it one of the biggest parts is it changes your mindset on it everything does. you're no longer fat dumb and happy going nope. through your through your life like everything's sunshine and rainbows no dude people get hit by buses people get mm-hmm. hit by by terrorists you know what i mean yeah in in workplaces in schools in in shopping areas dude yeah. and I don't want to be a victim. I don't want anybody I love to be a victim. I don't want a stranger out, outside right. on the street to be a victim. Nope. And if I could stop that, if I could stop the guy in the movie theater, like I would do it. Right. In a do you know that? Because I go to the movies all the time, me and my wife. Yeah, I love the movies. And prior to me having my CCW, like it actually, it wasn't the movies where it actually sank in. Me and her went to Seattle and we went and saw the Eagles, right? We went for our anniversary and we were up there, we're hanging out, we did our thing. But while we were up there, we were like, oh, let's catch a concert. The Eagles were playing. So we went to the Eagles and and it went and it was in the stadium where the Seahawks play. Mm -hmm. Right. And we went in and it was fine. But when they let us in, it was like very minimal security. It was. It was like I just felt so vulnerable. And that's where it actually sank in that, man, we are soft targets. Yep. Everywhere. And when we were there, like their security, they're not cops. They're like the elite security, you yeah. know, like the, the basically like rent a security guard. Yeah. Just a body to stand it's there. It's a body with a, a yellow jacket on that says security. Yeah. They're <sighs> there to show you where the bathroom yeah. is. You think they're going to do anything? No. No. They're running the other way. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, cops, you see it. You, you, that last shoot, that school shooting that went down in Florida. 
that cop didn't go in. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, I can't, I can't speak on it and, you know, in my head I could say whatever I want, but I don't want to call the dude a coward, but man, kids were getting shot and yeah, you had a gun. There's a, there's a lot to say. And on that. you're a cop. Yeah. Like you're, this is what you're trained for, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't want to say, you know, mother F the dude, but gosh, man, kids lost their lives and, and, and me not being a cop and just knowing what I know, I, and I wasn't in that situation and talk is cheap, but I feel like I would have tried to do something, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's such a controversial, you know, discussion. Yeah. That's, that's another thing to add. We as CCW holders, we're not cops. You know, we have no obligation to run Mm -hmm. towards gunfire. Right. However, that cop in that situation had an obligation to go in there and do something like me and you would have gone in there and done something like I can, I can guarantee you we would have done that. Like, I feel like I would have. And, and like I said, I feel like talk is cheap because we are not in that situation and bullets aren't flying. But listen, I'm almost 32 years old and I've lived a good life. And seeing that stuff on TV makes me like super emotional because yeah. those are young kids. Yeah. Like they're not even 18. They have you know? life to live. Yeah. And if I, if something was to happen to me trying to prevent something like that from another kid taking around and you die. I, my wife would understand. Yeah. There's no human my, being on yeah. this planet that wouldn't understand the, you giving up your life to try to save a child. Yeah. They're in their kids and they're so innocent and it, and it, and it, it's such a horrible S feeling, you know, like I can't, I can't, I, I don't know, man. It's so sad. And that, that's part of the reason why, like, I'm so proud to have my CCW, you yeah. know, outside of going to that, outside of going to that concert in Seattle, because after that, it was like a month later was when I actually acquired my CCW. I was already in the, I was already waiting for my interview. Right. So, or my paper turn in, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, once I had received it. So that was the last time that I felt so vulnerable in a public place and not that because I had a firearm on me made me feel not vulnerable. It just made me feel like you got a chance. Yeah. You and your wife will have a chance. It doesn't matter how big of a chance because they, can, they can, you know, a mass shooter can come in from behind you. Yeah. But, but if you see it coming, you know, you're going to have, you're not going to have ample time, but you're going to have a chance. Yeah. You're going to gonna do have something. one second to draw and shoot. It's all it takes. Give or take one it's all or it two takes. seconds. I don't, and this, <laughs> So it's not the movies. Yeah, Life no. isn't like the movies where you're taking rounds and you're out there just blatant shooting right back. Like that's yeah, not, no. you start shooting back to someone, they're taking cover too. Yep. You know, and all it takes is one, one hit of the bang switch from you. It doesn't even have to hit the dude, but he may drop, bam, go to the ground. Like, Oh shoot. Someone's got a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, exactly. And then that's allowing people to usher out. That's allowing people to go out a back door, whatever it is. And it gives me chills it, just thinking about it, dude. It's crazy, but it's the truth. It is. It is the truth. You are buying time. You're buying time. And it, like I said, you don't even, you wouldn't even necessarily have to hit the dude. Just get his attention. Yeah. And it may change the entire outcome, yep. you know, instead of, instead of 30 people being shot, mm-hmm. maybe a handful. Yeah. Because people who wish to do harm, they think that everybody else is just a sheep. They're yeah. just all sheep. But when you put something against them, some sort of obstacle, it changes their plan, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, dude, all all you can do is try to stop that person or delay them. Right. And, you know, there's a huge mental health issue in the United States. Yeah. We can go down that rabbit hole like crazy. But it's nasty. Yeah, it is a disgusting, disgusting thing in the United States, how people want to do harm to children and to strangers and to innocent people. But that's just... That's just humans. Yeah. There's There's seven billion of us. And to think that some of us don't come out a little crooked in the mind is uh, naive. It is naive. It's super naive of us. Yeah. And and it's not the gun's fault. No, it's the person behind it. Right. And people want to blame the gun. But it's without a doubt. It's just like a gun on you loaded with one in the tube. Yep. You know? The gun's not going to decide to have an accident. It's not going to go off. Yeah. You know? It's the trigger finger that makes it go off and who's behind that trigger finger. Yeah. You know, so I, it just, 
I still people people there's some people out there that I feel like probably shouldn't have a CCW. I agree totally. There are people in my qualifying class yes. who should not have their CCW because they can't shoot. Dude, there was a guy in my class that got disqualified for hitting the wood. Yeah, there was a guy that got disqualified in my class for sweeping himself. He put his body in front of his gun, and it's just like basic gun safety. Without a doubt. And uh, and I wish I wish there was and and this probably isn't hitting the concealed or like helping the concealed carry case out very much, but I don't care. I wish it was kinda I wish it was more strict as far as the qualifications. Yeah, the qualification you because when adrenaline's going through your body and it's a real life situation, right. that that qualification right. score, if you're if you suck during quals, you're yeah. gonna suck in real life and you become a liability. Right. You're gonna be sending rounds down range at people uh, yeah not yeah. not the person you're trying yeah. to hit yeah not at a target right it not at a piece of paper that's on a wooden post at a live human being right and there are other targets out there like not targets but other there's collateral damage that can happen without a doubt and that's one of the heaviest things with having a ccw yeah and that's why we go through these scenarios in our head and that's why we train often and we we make sure that we have the, the tools that are working properly right. and the tool behind the tool knows how to use it. You know, it, it would be very, I would do this and I would actually volunteer for this and I'm actually on board for this. If, and I know people got busy lives and stuff, but you're able to prioritize things in your life. If yeah, you want course. it, you prioritize it, right? So mm -hmm. if it was County of Riverside ordinance, like a requirement for you, if you had a CCW to train at Ben Clark or wherever, three times a year and Heck yeah, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat one because Dude, the range is really nice. The range is sweet. <laughs> yeah. And and then you're, you're around people like-minded, like-minded individuals and you're around officers with firsthand experience. Yep. And they, they teach you the right way. They show you the right way. They're, they're there to help you. And I, I wish that was one of the requirements to hold your CCW because if you're willing to carry a CCW and take on the burden of always having a firearm on you and having that responsibility, then you need to be able to prioritize prioritize your life enough to follow the requirements of having it. Yep. Right. But then, it, okay, here's, I, here's well, I know, I know yeah. exactly. <laughs> but then you're exactly, I know. But it's it's in an ideal world, yes, we would we would do that. It, but yeah, the, the it go, yeah. here's here's one thing, all the naysayers. Some cops don't even go to the range more than once a year to I qualify. know, and, and I don't like that at all. I don't like it either. I feel, if I was a cop, <laughs> I'd want to be the best marksman out there. Yep. It's you like, know? It's a tool, man. It's, it's a tool. A tool. Like, like anything else. When, you know, when I finish concrete, right, I know my buddies at work are going to watch this podcast. <laughs> and I have to go, yeah, right. Yeah, Dude, concrete. I'll get on that bull float, and, and I'll tear it up. It's a tool. It's a, it's a, it's a tool of my trade, mm -hmm. and I've... I've learned it and I'm proficient at it. And I, I do that with everything with my bow. I'm proficient with my bow. Yep. I'll drop bombs in at 80 yards, mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, you practice because I practice all the time with my rifle. My, I mean, at the range, I'm ringing stuff at eight, nine hundred yards. No problem. Yep. Right. But then for firsthand experience, like, so check this out. You were talking about, Oh, people that are barely qualifying. And then if something was to happen, you're in a live situation you know, you're all over the place, right? Yeah. Just like deer hunting. Yep. At the range. I mean, man, I'm ringing an 800 yard Kong. No problem. Yeah. I miss a deer three times, 450 yards. Yep. I mean that, and that's just buck fever. That's not worrying about rounds coming yeah. back at Return you. fire. Yeah. And it's, oof. It's, so, a, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. Man. I just, but the best thing that we can do is say, Hey, you have to put yourself mentally in that position and you have to train as much as you can because you have to rely on that training when and if that time is ever going to happen it's it's not going to happen there's a super low chance that it will happen but when it does you have to rely on the things that are muscle memory to you yeah and i can tell you like i've i've practiced drawing and shooting for my holster a thousand times in the last year probably more than a thousand but i can really do with a thousand more repetitions a thousand more wouldn't hurt no 2,000 more wouldn't hurt. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where there are people out there who, yes, they should be practicing more. I should be practicing more, but there are some people who barely qualify. Yeah. And it's it's a tough thing to think about because when you give the great equalizer 
a, a firearm to someone, you want to make sure that, you know, they're not a liability. Yeah, I, I believe so. And that's why, that's why it, it kind of, you know, the second amendment doesn't require training. It doesn't. It doesn't. But it does give everybody an equal fighting chance to save themselves. I, it does. And that's why, like, I, I kind of probably overspoke a little bit when I said, oh, I wish it was a requirement or, or uh, I wish or I would be okay with if you were to have a CCW that the requirement was that you would train three times a year at Ben Clark or whatever, you know, in Riverside County. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But that just goes into like firsthand experience with what adrenaline does to you yeah. with a firearm, you know, like like when I'm hunting. Well, in the Second Amendment, it says a well-regulated militia. You know what I mean? So regulations come with training. Yeah, that's true. So there's, I, there's the other part of that. It, I, I mean, tra- you <laughs> yeah. can't get around. You just need to train. Yeah, you, you need have to train, to train, 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 train. Just, and, just and, like anything else in life, man. Right. And if you're going to be a Second Amendment supporter... And you're going to carry a firearm and you're going to walk the walk and, and try to talk the talk. Well, part of, you know, being, being able to talk the talk and walk the walk is being trained. Yeah. And being proficient. Mentally trained. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because most of the adversities aren't going to happen in the real world. Like I said, like it's going to happen, you know, at home when you're sitting on the couch wondering like, oh shoot, dude. There's terrible things happening out there. What am I going to do to stop it? Yeah. What if it happens to me? Well, no what one can, can I do to stop no it? No one can deny the fact that we don't live in a, a perfect world. Like you turn on the, the nightly news and you see disgusting stuff happening all the time, you know. And you know, my my biggest fear that is that it gets worse. Yeah. Instead of better. I mean, our 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 politics right now they're so divisive. We we live in a divided America. We, without a doubt, our America is not the, the America we live in right now is not the America I grew up as, like grew up in as a child. Yeah. When I was fifteen years old, man, I I believe that the sides, the political sides, they were, they were divided, but they came together and they made stuff yeah. happen. Like currently, man, there's I mean, look, we have a government shutdown over a border. Now, I don't know where the listeners and viewers feel and, you know, feel about that or, or, or see their side of it. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're so divided. It's so yeah. hard to talk about because it, 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 it just fires me up, man. It is. It, it it's, it's aggravating. It to is say the super least. aggravating. You yeah. know, I mean, it's shut down over $5 billion. Yeah. Billion dollars. I mean, that's a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a lot to us. You know, but it's $5 billion of the GDP of the United States of America. Yep. And we give $150 billion to effing Guatemala for foreign aid. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough, we'll, we'll stop right there because that's, that's a, that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. Um, but yeah, it's on the, on the micro level, you know when we're looking at individual Americans, it is your obligation as an American citizen, and it's your right to protect yourself and to protect others. Absolutely. It's just hard for me to think about. Yeah, it is hard, but it's you or them. You know, I had this conversation with my buddy at work, and he's like, it was. It kind of goes back to what's the situation that would make you yeah, draw the weapon? Yeah, pull the trigger. Or even just draw, because even drawing a right. weapon, drawing a weapon, yeah, yeah, you have to report you, you if you yeah. draw your weapon. Yeah, but the, my thing is, is if I draw it, you draw to use it. Yeah, it's not a scare tactic. No, it's not. Like, and and I hope nobody that has a CECW ever draws it for a scare tactic. No, it's not. It's not a scare tactic at all. And it, and if you're using it as a scare tactic, you're making us all look bad. Yeah, and it's you're ugh, the, one of the biggest things that a CCW holder has going for them. Is it's concealed? Mm-hmm. They're they're if if in a sea of victims, a CCW holder looks like a victim, yep. but they're not. But they're not. Yeah, and it's the one thing they got going for them. I just the situations that run through my mind. I don't. I think I'll just know. I just I'll know when it's time. Yeah. Because I you know like you said oh I got some dude cracked out dude on PCP running at me. Like to me, I'm just like, well, I'm just gonna fight. <laughs> you, 
That's crazy. That's, That's how crazy. I look at it, man. Like I just look at it like, all right, well, I'll take my hat off and yeah. You're, you're, you're also like six one, right? Yeah, you're six I mean, foot, yeah, buck, I mean, buck eighty five, something still, like that. Though, yeah, but I'm still not a big dude. Yeah, no, I, but you've also had training. For I know, one. and it, and that's so that's okay. All right, we'll go down that road. It's having the tools available to you and tools and training. For me, I'm not a police officer right. yet. Yet, yet, but the only tool that I have on me is my knife, and I only have my my firearm. And I have my fists, right. but those are all tools. One of my biggest tools is my mind. You know right. what I mean? I'm going to get out of a bad situation yeah. as quickly as I possibly exactly. can. But with what I'm talking about is if if everything else is taken away and it's two on one or one on, you know, me versus somebody who's, you know. Sig- I, significantly bigger than yeah, you? Yeah, a, a size disparity. Yeah. You know what I mean? A firearm is a great equalizer. Absolutely. But, you know, it just gives me time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. And this is the thing that with a firearm, I always look at it like this. If someone's trying to take my life, I don't want to be at a disadvantage. Yeah, of course. Right? No so, way. You want to have the upper hand. Right. So if you're talking about like a dude just coming at me, trying to beat me up with his fist. Right. Like I don't feel as if I'm at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, to the average person. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, other trained professional fighters or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying like the the general people you're going to run into, everyday citizens in society. I'm not concerned about defending myself with my hands against people like that. Okay. I don't care how big you are. You better pack a lunch because it's going, I'm just not going to lay down and let you whip me down, you know? Yeah, no way. But when it, when it comes to. You're right over there. Yeah, it's just, it's just tough, man. It's hard to choose words. I know. It's, yeah, it's just tough because you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't. You don't, you know, it's just whatever. Brandon and I aren't cowboys. We're not out there to pick fights. We're not there looking for right. fights. But one of these days, if we're unlucky enough and we happen to wake up, you know, and life just says, hey, today's not going to be your day, you know, just like just like it happens to everyone out there. Like, we want to have a fighting chance of Absolutely. saying, hey, life, not today. I feel like, and this is too, I know for a fact that in other states where it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not the minority that carries. Yeah, it's the majority. It's the majority that carries. It's safer. Yeah, because everybody, nobody wants to pull dude, anything. I swear to God, this happened. Me and my wife, we went back east to see my family, right? We were in Michigan. And, uh, I want it was my grandpa and my uncle and we got gas and it was when my wife smoked. Right. So we, she's like, I want to smoke a cigarette. They were getting gas. So we walked up to the gas station while they were pumping gas and it's a seedier part of the town. And some dude rolled up on us and, uh, was like, what are you guys doing here? And my chick's just smoking. And I was just like, oh, we're visiting my grandparents. No, what do you guys want? Like, what are you doing here? And he was just some dope dealer trying to sell some dope. I mean, that's ultimately what the dude was, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm here with my my grandpa right over there. You know, we're good. Don't worry about it, you know? And he's like, OS, they shoot mother effers like us around here. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> that's crazy. And he took off. And yeah. I, I mean, it, take her for what the words were. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is clearly... And all my family back east have their CCW. Mm-hmm. Like, they all do, right? Yeah. And and they're the majority. Everybody back east, if you're not a criminal, for the most part, carries a gun. It's just... It's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's what you're born into, it's right? Like carrying around sunglasses. This dude knew it. Yeah. So, just by me saying, hey, I'm with my grandparents. Yeah. You know, he's my like, grandpa. And he's like, whoa, I want nothing to do with yeah, that. Yeah, he's going to think twice. Whereas... If I wouldn't have said that and I didn't know, you know, like that the majority, because back then I didn't know the majority carried prior to my, you were sheep. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. (laughs) I mean, who knows where that situation could have went, you know, like, but that being said, areas like that are safer because the majority carry guns and the the majority of the people know the majority carry guns. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I wish more people carried it. And that's why I got, I'm so, so hopeful for Chad Bianco in Riverside County. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those things, good fences make good neighbors. Absolutely. It's, 
everybody everybody just wants to be in their own situation. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if they know that everybody's armed and everybody's willing to fight mm-hmm. back, if it comes to that, I'm not saying over harsh words you should whip a gun out. Exactly. And that was that came back to what I said earlier in the podcast. Oh, you know, I've seen YouTube videos of a dude getting pushed down. And he draws his weapon and yeah. blows the dude away. That is completely irresponsible, and that dude should go to jail. Yeah, he should. And that's typically what happens after that video is they go, they get taken to court and they get locked up. And I, that, that would suck. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, dude, sock me up all you want. Yep. Unless you're going to hit me in the head with a bat or you're trying to stab me with a knife or, or you know what I mean? And, and anyway, some people could say, oh, well, what if you get knocked out and they just kick you in the head while you're on the ground? Well, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Yep. To not have to spend the rest of my life in jail because this dude, I, I go in front of a jury and they convict me of murder because they don't feel as if it was a good shoot. Yeah. Oh, another thing is California laws are different than anywhere else. We Absolutely. Don't, we don't, we have a, a, a the right to stand our ground. We have a standard ground law. So it, we have no obligation to seek cover. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, which is kind of crazy. It's, it's a cool thing, but there are very limited instances where CCW holders should and can legally shoot. And it's one of those things you want to make sure you know it before you have to get there. Right. And so it's all circumstantial too. I, I would imagine that they weigh everything. They do. If you, so if you draw your weapon and use your, your weapon, they're going to weigh everything out, especially in our, our court system. Right. So put it this way, hypothetically speaking, Somebody your size comes up with no weapon on them, mm-hmm. starts socking you up, right? I'm, I'm going to go to ground with them. Yeah, yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Say you don't, yeah, and you draw your weapon. Oh, dude, right? I'm going to jail because he's trying. He's trying to. He's trying to take your camera gear. He's trying to get what you have on you, your phone, whatever the deal is. He's on PCP, right? Mm-hmm. And you center masked him. Yep. Boom, boom. They they're going to look at that situation and go, "Was your life really threatened?" Or are you just going to get beat up? Whereas in other yeah. states, they may look at it and go, dude, that dude put his hands on you, you know, and that potentially could have caused you your life, cost yeah. you your life. Yeah. There has to be immediate and imminent fear of danger to your life. Right. And if you could prove it, yeah, go there all you go. There you go. Yeah. If you can prove that you were fearing for your life, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say do it. Yeah. But that, it's, that's it's me, a, though. It's situational. You yeah. Know? It's all situational. I man. mean, you know, compared to if there was three guys trying to take your stuff. Oh, dude. And you got hit by one. Even you, then, like you, at that point, I might just be booking it. Well, yeah, you're going to try to get away from it. Yeah. But what I'm saying like, is, like, step you know, one for me is book it. Just use my tiny away. little legs. Exactly. Yeah. And get just away. Pump it out of there. Space. Yep. It's all about space. Get space. Get mm-hmm. space. Because if you have space in between you, you have reactionary time. You can think. Yeah. Dude charges you, you have 20 feet between you and him. Mm-hmm. That's going to be gone in a second and a half. Boom. But it's a second and a half longer than you mm. would have if he was three feet from you. Yep. Right? So that you have time to think. You have time to move. It's easier to get away from someone when they're charging you from 20 feet than if they just start swinging on you at three. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it situational. Yeah. It's tough. We're running through all the situations. Like me and Brandon have gone through so many situations over the over the year that we've been hanging out together. Yeah. And I've gone through situations with customers over at the gun shop that I used to work at where it's like, you would kill someone over that? Yeah. And it's like, what? I'll tell you what, one of the situations I, I the closest thing to ever thinking I was going to see something go down like that, and this was before I had my CCW, I was at the shop. Yeah. And that dude came in, irate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you, Listen, <laughs> get in front of me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a gun. Yeah, back when I used to wear a gun on my hip, Brandon used to work at the same shop, kind of at the tail end, and we hadn't we had a pissed off customer who had peed, who, who had gotten essentially it was a gun stolen from him. Yeah, he had sold a gun to the shop and he didn't get paid for it, and that gun was gone, and he was pissed, and rightly so because it was bad business. But he was he was pissed off to the point where he was you know I, making I, a ruckus. Yes, I thought he was going to swing on TJ. Mm-hmm. And of course, TJ he he could have he could have stood his ground. But, but one of the worst places you want to ever you know get attitude in and get your ego riled up is in a gun shop. What an idiot! But it was bad. But the people like once again, people are crazy. They don't think when they're no, angry. Yeah, so they don't. People can jump to interesting ways to find a solution to their problem. Yeah. And 
for a lot of people, anger is their driving force. Without a doubt. You see it with road rage, man. All the road rage YouTube videos, all their issues with... Dude, even just like fistfights and bars where it's just like CCTV and it's just like, why? Dude, real quick, let's talk about driving. Yeah. It changes the way you drive. Yeah. (laughs) When you have a gun on you. Yeah, it does. Because I'll tell you what, you know, prior to having a gun on me, if a cop pulled me over, it's no big deal. Like, whatever. I I didn't use my blinker, give him the paperwork, all that. Now, Now you got a gun on you. Yeah. You get pulled over. You can get shot if you Dude, if you proceed incorrectly. Yes, it is very heavy. It's a mm-hmm. it's, it was a scary thing for me, and it still is. I've still yet to be or have a uh, an altercation with the police mm-hmm. or whatever you know, being stopped by the police, traffic, whatever the deal is, and I have to let them know that I have a gun on me, and I really don't ever want to have that happen. Yeah. So it changes the way I drive. It changes it, it, it's, everything. It changes everything from your the the tiniest choices you make to your wardrobe. Right. It's it like, is, it, you know, in the rain and stuff. I used, to, you know, my truck and stuff. Everyone does this. Listen, it's raining out there. You know, you get a little sideways in your truck. Yeah, and stuff. you don't I'm, do that. Come around yeah. saying, "Oh, Kyle Bush taught me that." You know, <laughs> yeah. for, you know, whatever. Well, now you got a gun on you. No, I'm yeah. not doing that. Nope. No, no way. No chance, dude. No, because I would hate to have to pull over with with the the blue and reds going. Mm-hmm. And have to hand him my license and CCW card first on top of my license with my hand on my wheel, you know, like scared, S-less. And this is the truth because I would be because, I mean, you got a gun on you. You know, here you go, sir. I have my CCW. Yeah. And then what? You know, you tell me exactly what you want. I played it through my head. I've I've even said, like, you tell me exactly what you want me to do right now because I'm because I get all tense about it now. But that's. Yeah, because I've never had that situation, and I want to be, I want to be respectful at the same time because I, you know, yeah, because it, it's a situation where you're both not at ease. You know what I mean? Yeah. A cop, a cops have hard jobs, man. I'm not oh, gonna absolutely, say, especially right now, dude. Cops have the hard. Nobody would want to be a cop right no. now, but I do. Patrick, yeah, Patrick's the board board. Yeah, I do. I do want to be a cop because, I, dude, I believe I can change the world if I wanted to. Yeah, if I man. if I if I get the opportunity, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah. But yeah, you have to do, you have to live life differently as a CCW holder. Absolutely. It's not something that should be taken lightly. And a lot of people do take it too lightly. People have their, I hate to say it, going back to kids and irresponsible firearms owners, the kids who get their parents' firearms, man, whether it's in a purse at a grocery store or in a safe at home or like at a, at a get together, whatever it is, some irresponsible firearms owner makes everybody looks bad. And most importantly, puts people's lives in danger. Right. And the entire point of this podcast was to kind of show you that life is important. And it's worth protecting and nobody's going to take it more seriously than you. If you're, if, if you think that somebody can better take care of you and your safety then do let it happen let law enforcement do it let you know somebody else do it but i'm not going to wait for that i'm not going to wait for the three minute response time or whatever it is Mm -mm. so like getting your tools and understanding how to use them is super important but training time behind the gun and in the situation where you put yourself in that mindset and you go to guns in the range in a comfortable environment sets the foundation of muscle memory yeah like if when I used to carry every day uh, in the shop with a particular holster, I could I would practice dry firing at a thermostat or a light switch from that same holster. And, you know, it was one of those things where I could do it almost without looking. You know, I could draw, extend, get my sights on, on target, and pull the trigger, open my eyes, and my, right sight, my sight picture was lined up. Really? Yeah. And it's just one of those things that goes back to training. But everybody trains differently some people don't even carry with one in the tube yeah listen when i first got my card i didn't because i was nervous like i was it was that back to that heavy feeling of hey i'm carrying a gun now and it's i carry a glock Mm -hmm. right and everyone's well aware that glocks they don't have external they don't have external safety they have a safe action trigger right which is your finger yeah <laughs> but i mean i was always weird about it and i always thought to myself listen brandon you have your card something goes down you know situationally you're gonna have time 
to put one in the tube and do what you have to do, right? Get safe, whatever the deal is. You know, I've had the argument with friends that they say, no, you don't have time. And I would go, well, the peace of mind was worth it to me. Like if something was to happen and it's hard to say this, but if more people got shot than necessary for me to put one in the tube to do what I have to do or, or whatever, I could live with that because it gave me a peace of mind to carry a firearm on me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I, and, and I know that's pretty, you know, it's not a good thing to say like, Oh, more people would get shot because you're going to take that second to put one in the tube and make sure everything goes smoothly, push out and line up and, and do what you have to do. I, it was just, I could justify why I wouldn't carry one in the tube Yeah, in my head. And to me, that's all that mattered because I was the one that was carrying a firearm, mm-hmm. right? I was the one taking on the responsibility of having a firearm on person while I'm at dinner, while I'm in the movies, while we're at the grocery store, whatever the situation may be, right? And that gave me ease and allowed me to carry a firearm, which goes back to I would rather have an unloaded firearm on me than no firearm. Than no firearm. Yeah. Right? And it gave me a peace of mind knowing that I do have a gun on me. You're right. It doesn't have one in the tube. And I do have to rack one before I can pull the trigger. But that being said, it's better than not having a firearm at all. Yeah. And right? n- and not being having no tools on you. Exactly. And by by saying we have one in the tube, what we what we mean is saying have the firearm in a shootable condition. Yep. Yeah, or if you have a safety or not, safety on, safety off, whatever it is, but you have a round in the chamber ready to shoot as soon as you pull that trigger. Um, for those of you who don't shoot or those of you who aren't gun people. But, yeah, it just goes back to training. If you can train with an empty chamber, dude, I've seen people shoot quick. Well, with- yeah, so that's how I had always trained. Yeah. Because even going to the range, you walk, like, at Paula, right? Mm-hmm. You're not walking around with a firearm on you. Yeah, but no. You have one on the table and uh, you don't have one in the tube, but when you go to shoot, you pick your gun up, you rack one, you push yeah. out, you get your sight picture and you fire. Mm-hmm. Now coming from your hip or your appendix with nothing in the tube. And if you train that way, you know, come out, rack one, push out, sight picture, shoot. People shoot like that, man. Yeah. People do it all the time, man. I think there's like a... What what is it? It, it? They call it the Israeli. Yeah, Israeli carry. There you go. Yeah, an entire an entire nation carries that yeah. way. Yeah, and it's a it's undoubtedly safe. Yeah, you it's, know, it's safer than I, I actually don't want to say that. I don't want to say it's safer than carrying one without a tube. But in terms of personal injury, like you can't shoot yourself in the in the groin or right. in the leg or in the hip if you if the gun's not loaded right i I wish john was here right now yeah because he would would rip you a new oh yeah he'd be just firing off right now (laughs) you know but that's listen that everybody's entitled to everyone's entitled to their own way of carrying and everyone's entitled their own opinion and everyone's entitled to their own training yeah and what you feel comfortable with and if you feel comfortable with carrying one in the tube dude more power to you yeah, exactly. That's and, how I feel about it. Yeah, going back to training, some people don't have you know the time or the resources, but right. it goes down to prioritizing it and getting the right kind of training, right kind of knowledge. You know right. what I mean? Everybody on the internet says you know you should train this way, you should train that way. We're saying we should you should train a certain way, or you should train a certain amount. But dude, if if you feel that you're training adequately or you're training the right way, then perfect. There's no way that we can tell you to to change. But right. You know, try, try, be able to defend your opinion and be able to, um, see other people's opinions. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that goes back to being a good human being. Yeah. Respecting (laughs) someone else's opinion, you know, I, you know, I, I hate the people that want nothing to do with people owning firearms. Yeah. Like if you don't like firearms, that's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But the second you try to tell me I shouldn't be allowed to have firearms for no particular reason other than they kill people, 
we got a problem. I have a huge problem with that. Yeah. Because in my opinion, if you're a law-abiding citizen, if you pay taxes and you <clears throat> and you're responsible, you should have every right to carry a firearm. And unfortunately, we live in a state that's not like that. Yeah. And there's states in our union that aren't like that. Mm-hmm. And it goes against our constitution. Yep. You know, and it really fires me up. Because a hundred years ago, th- this wasn't a problem. It wasn't. It was. It. I, I would know, argue was, that more people got shot with guns a hundred years ago than they do now, percentage wise. I, I don't. I have no idea. But I, I would. I would argue it because think about it, man. I mean, think about the S that went on a hundred years ago. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was wild, but, wild west, man. Yeah, it was, but I don't. I don't want to throw a statistic. Well, I don't. That. Listen, I just probably could. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. You probably shouldn't throw that out <laughs> yeah. there. But, I, yeah, I mean. But yeah, it was it was a crazy time, and firearms are more regulated now than they were twenty years ago. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that crazy people are always going to be crazy. We have a mental health issue. That's what I always put it down to. That we have mental health issues, and we have irresponsible gun owners. Yep. And I believe it. Yeah. It's I, fact. And that's my opinion. It's not yeah. an opinion. It's yeah. fact. That's, that's, yeah, okay. All right. It's not an opinion, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, it's not true. an opinion. That is fact. If yeah. we want to talk about this, that's, that's the truth. 